All right, welcome back to the Blue Brothers Sportscast, bringing you Michigan football and Lions football each week throughout the season. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, what has changed in your life in the past two minutes? <laughs> oh, not a whole lot. Um, I got a little bit more tired. I guess that's about it. Okay. It is It is 11.30, and it's still yeah. Monday. <laughs> yeah, we just we just know what that means that tomorrow is, and that's what oh yeah, that's what we dread. Best day of the week. I kind of feel like if we had the choice that we would do like work on Monday, no work on Tuesday, work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So. I don't know. We probably explained it enough times on why we dislike Tuesdays, but (laughs) so, but what we do get to enjoy are the finer things in life. It's the finer things club with Caleb and Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But we will go ahead and jump in here as we talk. Wait, what are we going to talk about first? Michigan or Lions? Uh, Let's talk about Michigan. Okay. We're going to be talking about Michigan football. I totally just pulled that Finer Things Club thing out of my butt. <laughs> I was I was actually pretty impressed. I was just like, hey, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Yeah, so, I enjoyed it. Good good little uh, office plug in right there. So. Um, speaking of which, if you enjoy the office, uh, that's this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this week, our uh, entertainment episode because we love sports, but we've also decided to bring our nonsense to non sports topics. So, our Blue Bros 2 episode is going to be on the office and the dinner party episode specifically. So, mm-hmm. if you're interested in that, keep an eye out for that episode. But we're here to talk about football. And uh, Michigan moves up in the rankings to number 14 in the AP poll. Uh, they are 17-point favorites uh, when they go on the road this weekend to Maryland. Uh, where did you go? Maryland sitting at... Doesn't want to tell me. 3-4. Uh, and f- Five overall, and they are one and four in the conference. Whoop whoop. Uh, the game is at noon on ABC, and the over under is fifty six. So, um, yeah, Maryland. Uh, there was an interesting dynamic with Maryland because um, during the off season, actually, I can't remember if it really bled into the uh, first couple weeks of the season or not. I can't remember, but. Ah oh, crap! I'm I'm forgetting the guy's name. Uh, do you remember the coach that went to Maryland? It's because uh, Gaddis and Coach B. Why I am totally blanking um, on his name. Emma Coach. Um, both came from Alabama. Loxley. There we go. Mike Loxley. Um, is the coach for Maryland and he and Gaddis were uh, from the offense for Alabama and there was mm-hmm. some kind of like drama going on you know um, 
I can't go into specifics because I can't remember very well, but like there, there was just kind of like some back and forth with them. So here we find Michigan playing against Maryland at the beginning of the season. Um, there was, uh, kind of, um, interesting dynamics as in their first two games, Maryland put up 79 points and 63 points. So they they look to be potential offensive juggernaut because they played sure they played Howard but then they played Syracuse so yeah. uh, thought some might come from that but since then since those first two games and they're following six games only one of them uh, featured a game that they scored more than two touchdowns in or yeah more than two touchdowns in there was another game that they had two touchdowns and a field goal but. Yeah, they scored 17, 0, 7, 14, 20, and 10. So after starting 2 and 0, they went 5 and 1. I'm sorry. Yeah, 1 and 1. 1 and 5. Backwards. I I'm bad with numbers. <laughs> um, so yeah, this looks like um you know, Michigan should be able to go on the road. Definitely, if they carry over, you know, even half of the focus, intensity, mentality that they've had for the past two weeks, um, they should be able to go in rather easily and um, control this game. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, Patterson for the past couple of games has been making really wise decisions. The defense has been on point. Uh, I mean, they uh, they nearly shut down the Notre Dame offense completely. I mean, I was for a little while there, I was just like, man, are they going to even break triple digits for yards? Uh, I think they finished with like 180 yards, but, um, but yeah, Maryland's just been struggling, uh, losing home games and road games. Uh, the, the only one win that they had in that six game stretch was against Rutgers. So, <laughs> Does that count? Uh, yeah, and Rutgers that everybody beats. Yeah, I mean, heck, Liberty almost almost beat them. Did did Liberty beat them? <laughs> I picked Liberty to beat them, but I saw that it was, you know, fairly close game. Oh, four, and then I 40. also saw a picture of the stadium where no one was there. Oh man, it's that's tough, man. That's rough. Yeah, it was forty four to thirty four. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, man, I, I am like Steven mentioned in his voicemail in our last episode, I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic for Michigan overall, but going into this game, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, optimistic all around because, um, as long as, uh, they keep doing some of what they've been doing and I'm really excited to see what they will be doing with the running game from here because they now have two very credible running backs in Charbonnet and uh, Haskins. So yeah. I'm hoping to continue to see their performance go well because of the ability of the offensive line. I think that this is just kind of a, another confidence builder for them. People help them um, keep the momentum going uh, because then the following week is going to be a bye week before their tough, three games stretch to close out the season. So um, any thoughts or perspectives, Brandon? Um, not too much other than kind of what you mentioned is that, you know, Maryland 
this year kind of a two-phase, I guess. Um, you know, the team has started off the season putting up some crazy points, um, and then kind of fizzled out. Um, it's kind of interesting, I guess, because uh, I think that they those first two weeks they were either the highest scoring team or the second highest scoring team. Yeah, something like in that. all of, in all all of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, who they played probably factored in a lot lot to that. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of. I don't really know what to expect from Maryland. You know, I expect Michigan to win. Um, mm. But, yeah, you don't really know which team you're going to get, I guess. Yeah. Actually kind of crazy looking at the places that they've played and things like that. Um, they haven't exactly played at any of the big stadiums. The largest crowd that they played in front of uh, this year was home against Penn State, and that was 53,000 people. Mm. Um, interesting, but anyways, they're, they're playing at home against Michigan too. I don't know. Sometimes numbers, um, intrigue me, but, uh, few numbers from Maryland. I mean, like we said in those first two games, 79 points and 63 points, impressive, but that plummeted it down to they're averaging 30, just over 32 points a game. Um, I mean, that's just the drought that they've been having. So they, um, do, do, do. They're relatively evenly spread. They like to um, run and pass a lot. They've got 1,500 yards, um, just over 1,500 yards rushing. They've got just under 1,700 yards passing. Um, so I've been doing that. They have a couple, a few uh, running backs to choose from. Uh, they've actually got a pair that both accounted for a total of 14, uh, seven touchdowns apiece, so 14 touchdowns uh, for the team. Uh, Leak and McFarland are mm-hmm. the junior and sophomore running back duo, if you might want to say that. Um, <clears throat> they have... I don't know. I haven't... I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been... I don't know if it's just been the amount of playing time. I think that their starting quarterback, I apologize, has been a little crazy with work lately. Uh, their starting quarterback is Jackson. Um, he's got just under 1,000 passing yards, just over 50% completion percentage. Uh, but they do have used a lot their uh, other junior quarterback, uh, Pegram, if I yeah. said that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, they have two capable quarterbacks would not be surprised at all. If you see both of them on Saturday, um, because I imagine that Michigan might extend the score enough that they use both of them, but actually, no. Yeah. Uh, the has played eight games compared to Jackson six. Interesting. Anyways. Um, but they, uh, uh, is kind of the, uh, dual quarterback. Uh, he's rushed for quite a bit. So if he's in the game, you can, uh, anticipate that happening. So, and, uh, last things outside of that, uh, main wide receiver that you're going to be seeing running around the field is Demuse Jr. Dante Demuse Jr. I believe I said the last name, right? 
Uh, he's accounted for four of their receiving touchdowns, got uh, about 500 receiving yards so far on the season. So yeah. a couple names to look out for. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they have a guy named Keandre Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leads the team in sacks with six. Watch out for the Jones. So what, uh, did you say what position he was? Sorry. Um, no, I didn't. Um, I'm actually not sure. I don't know if he's a defensive end or a linebacker. Oh, linebacker. Just found it. Okay. Got your back. All right. Like a linebacker. Yeah, I haven't really been able to watch Maryland too much. Yeah, no, this was one that, because usually I like to watch previous games that the teams have played uh, to kind of like get up, be familiar with, you know, their play style, who the main, like, the case in point, who the, who the starting quarterback is. Uh, go figure. This is one of the times where they actually have two quarterbacks that have played a lot. So, but yeah, I have not been able to watch uh, Maryland very much either. So, but uh, yeah, I don't foresee there being much of a hurdle. I'm I'm really kind of hoping that uh, Michigan gets the opportunity to give you know some of those other players like Sandersill um, and McCaffrey opportunities just to you know get a little bit more experience so because we know that there are capable players and everything but it's always nice when they can actually have game time experience i mean heck we saw mccaffrey have to go in in the notre dame game last year um and that was fresh so hopefully uh there's more time for game time experience moving forward so yeah i agree uh, anything else on Michigan, Maryland? I don't think so. I think we've pretty much covered it. Okay. So let's take it up a notch as we bump up a league and take things to the NFL. <laughs> Lions. Hashtag meow. <laughs> what uh, what's the forecast for Detroit this weekend, Brandon? Well, they head to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Um, that game is at four oh five on Fox. Uh, um, you know the Raiders. They're a team that's kind of hard to figure out too, kind of like the Lions. Um. You know, they got Derek Carr at quarterback. He played pretty good last week. He had uh, three touchdowns. Um, Other than him on the offense, I mean, they got Josh Jacobs. He is making a pretty good case for offensive rookie of the year at running back. Uh, He is a huge part of their offense. You know, not just running the ball, but also receiving out of the backfield. Uh, along with him, they have Tyrell Williams. He is the number one receiver. Um, he's you know he's a bigger receiver. He's got pretty good hands. He he played for a while in, I guess I always say San Diego, but I guess they're Los Angeles now. Um, you know he's he's a decent receiver, but you know Carr could usually really use some. Um, more options at wide receiver because I mean, outside of Tyrell Williams, they got Hunter Renfro, who's another rookie. Uh, he's a 
kind of a slot guy. Uh, he's kind of, I don't know, like, he's he's played okay, but, like, nothing too great. But, you know, he was, a like, a mid-round draft pick, so I can't, they probably weren't expecting, like, too much from him this year. So he's kind of, you know, overperformed, I guess. Um, you know, and at tight end, they have Darren Waller. He has been playing pretty good, too. Um, and the other tight end they have is Foster Moreau, another rookie. So, you know, the Raiders are kind of a young team. Uh, I guess, you know, if these guys get some time to develop, they might develop into something. But, you know, as of now, uh, Derek Carr doesn't have too many weapons to work with. And on the defensive side of the ball, they have kind of a fam- familiar face, uh, Tahir Whitehead, who played for the Lions for probably about four or five years. Uh, he's a solid player, makes a lot of tackles. You know, he's got good instincts, good size, speed. Uh, he's having a pretty good year for the Raiders, so he'll be one to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, the Raiders are still kind of struggling to get some pressure on the quarterback, you know, like they did last year after they got rid of Khalil Mack. A uh, couple guys. As they have on the line that, that can get some pressure. Uh, Max Crosby, he's a rookie defensive end from Eastern Michigan. Uh, he's had a few sacks this year. You know, he, he's got a lot of ups. Um, you know, smaller school. Uh, he's a big guy, has good athleticism for his size. Uh, he looked really good in the combine. Uh, he was a guy that I wanted the Lions to take a look at kind of later in the draft. But, um, you know, he's putting a good together a good, solid rookie season. And another guy that Michigan fans will know really well is uh, Maurice Hurst. Um, kind of doing the same stuff he did at Michigan. You know, getting after the quarterback, getting some pressure up the middle. Uh, you know, he's having another good season. He had a great season last year. And continuing to do that this year. Uh, uh, is there anything that you have? Um, John Gruden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, John Gruden is the coach. (laughs) Monday Night Football. (laughs) No, I don't don't think the Lions will have too much trouble with the Raiders. But like I said, they're kind of a hard team to figure out. Yeah. Uh, They also like to spread the ball around a little bit. Um. You know, aside from Josh Jacobs and Tyrell Williams, you know, they're going to get a lot of the looks. But, you know, they have a lot of kind of role players, too, that can um, pick up the scraps, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know uh, what the line's going into this one. Just, I think I'm pretty convinced that every game that they're going to play in from here on out, they're going to be in it. And it's going to be close, and you know maybe they'll win it, maybe they won't. That's that's what I'm telling myself week in and week out, mm-hmm. um, especially in a scenario like this. So I don't know. On the road, it'll be interesting. So yeah, and Oakland always kind of a tough place to play. Um, you know, big stadium, fans are crazy. So yeah, it should be it's, interesting. And you know, it's a four o'clock game. Those are always. I'm not a huge fan of the four o'clock game. And, you know, I think it's better than the Sunday night or Monday night game, so I'll take it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Just 
Kind of anxious to see how that's going to play out. I think it's two kind of similar teams. I do think the Lions have more talent than the Raiders at the moment, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I think that Detroit has more going for them offensively, um, but I feel like uh, like if you had to give a, an edge to which team, I would say Detroit has the offensive edge, but Oakland has the defensive edge. Okay. Um, so that might balance out. nothing like huge, but just, um, that, that might balance out because, um, you know, the weaker offense going against the weaker defense. So it's really going to be kind of like what defense is going to be able to step up and, you know, make those key stops and things like that. And as much as I worry about it, you know, Detroit with, uh, the, injuries as well as um the dump penalties that they'll get on third downs and things of that nature so uh yeah it'll be interesting so do you have any other thoughts or um no i don't think so um you know it should be another good weekend of games I did not watch. I, I'm telling you, I have not watched next to anything outside of Detroit for the NFL. <laughs> I really haven't either. Um, I guess, you know, just if I'm bored and I want to put something on in the background, I might put Monday Night Football on or something or even Sunday night. But other than that, I really don't pay attention to any other teams other than the Lions either or who the Lions are going to play. Yeah. Well, I think part of it, uh, which is easier for me, is that on Saturday, there are so many college football games um, that outside of me watching Michigan, there's always something that I can pull up on the Fox app or the ESPN app on my phone, no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing and things like that. Um, But then outside of, you know, Detroit being on Fox, it's like CBS or ABC or no, not ABC, but whatever the uh, the other channels are for the NFL games, and they don't stream as well, or I, I can't get the providers and everything. If I had easier access to I'd probably have it on in the background at least. But, yeah, college games are just easier because there are so many, and you're guaranteed to be able to pick one up on one of the apps. So, mm-hmm. But anyways, so are we moving into uh, production? Let's do it. All right. Okay, so uh, going back in the order of things, we'll start with Michigan. Once again, uh, number 14, Michigan, going on the road to Maryland. 17-point favorites with the over-under 56. Um, Have Michigan winning this one. Uh, Really feel that it would be... Mm, I'm going to go 49. Oh, man, am I being too optimistic? No, we'll do 49 and I'll do to 10. Okay. Michigan 49 to 10 um, winning on the road. Brandon, what do you got? Um, I guess I was a little more cautiously optimistic. Uh, I have Michigan winning 31 to 10. I just kind of felt that um, if they can put 45 up against Notre Dame, 
that they could maybe do a little bit more against Maryland. But, Mm -hmm. you know, part of it's the question of, okay, when do you start putting the backups in and things like that. So uh, either way, I feel comfortable with them easily covering the spread. So, Uh, and we both have them covering. Rock. And then we have the Lions, who are actually the underdogs on the road. Uh, They are plus two. Um, So the Raiders being favored by two points. The over-under for that is going to be 50 and a half. Brandon, what are you thinking with the Lions this weekend? I don't know how the Lions are underdogs. Um, That's kind of interesting. I have the Lions winning 28 to 17. Okay. Okay, kind of a low scoring. So uh, you got them with the cover and with the under. It seems like it's always like some kind of dumb shootout thing. So I am going to be predicting uh, 31 to 21. Okay. I think there'll be a few more points scored. I think they are going to go over. So... Uh, we'll see how that plays out on Sunday afternoon. Rock. Okay, and of course we have our locks of the week. So I do a Big Ten game. Brandon uh, picks from the NFL. I'll go first. Um, kind of a uh, slow week for the Big Ten because Penn State, Ohio State, and Minnesota are not playing this weekend. So that limits the games a little bit. But I'm going to go with Indiana covering the uh negative 12 point spread and all of a sudden i realized i didn't put down who they were going to be playing (laughs) so i'm trying to pull that up right now i'm pretty sure that northwestern thank you your phone is was that on your phone yeah nice for some reason, my phone likes to be stupid and go slow. So, yep, there you go. Um, and they are... I don't care if it's home or away. Anyways, I have Indiana covering the negative 12-point spread against Northwestern. And that's one thing that I want to say real quick that kind of fascinates me is that Northwestern has to be one of the polar, most polarizing teams because they were in the Big Ten championship game last year. And now what? They have one conference win, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So it's just like, they. I mean, I, I give Pat Fitzgerald credit because of what he can do with a team like Northwestern. But just like from one year to the next, it's just so crazy the swing that they can go through. So anyways, Brandon, uh, you've got an NFL lock then. Yeah, I got um, the Colts covering... Um, the spread. My God, we are both just terrible tonight because I can't. Oh, they're playing the Steelers. Uh, let me double check that spread again. We are so off tonight. I <laughs> I'm not awful. You can say you're awful if you want, but um. Oh, so the the Colts are a one and a half point favorite over the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. Is that are the Colts at home or is that uh at the Steelers? It is just out of curiosity. It is at Pittsburgh. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. 
boom, those are locked in and ready to go. All right, so which brings us to the last portion that we have, which is our questions of the week. And I, I'm actually, you know, I've, I, I've got a good one here because uh, I've got some context to throw out before uh, with this question. So um, my question is, will Michigan finally have a player for the 2019 season break 100 yards receiving this weekend at Maryland? Let me give you some context. The last time a, a Michigan player broke 100 yards receiving was Gentry last year, so 2018, versus Maryland. He had 112 receiving yards. The okay. last time a receiver, specifically receiver, broke 100 yards receiving was Chesson back in 2016 against, you Maryland. guessed it, Maryland. <laughs> and guess how many yards he had? 112 yards. <laughs> now, um, here's where things get a little bit more interesting. So, in the past three and a half seasons, so the three seasons before this, 16, 17, 18, and this half of season that Michigan has played so far, there have only been three players that have had 100 yards receiving in that three and a half years. The third time that happened was against UCF in 2016 when he had 111 yards. So three times in three and a half seasons. You know, we'll talk about this some other time and everything, but talking about speed and space and all that crazy stuff and everything with, yeah. you know, the crazy dynamic receiving core that Michigan has. Mm -hmm. I don't know why in 2019 is the case that not a single receiver has broken 100 yards. And the closest one to breaking 100 yards was Bell a couple weeks ago against, uh, I can't remember who. But anyways, in 2015, in just that season alone, there were five games that at least one player broke 100 yards receiving. Dang. So I don't, I don't under, quite understand what is happening. I mean, obviously different <laughs> offensive coordinators and different things like that, but still. Just kind of blows my mind, especially with uh, DPJ, Black, Bell, Collins, Sanderstill, um, Eubanks, whoever you want to throw out there. Anyways, um, so again, the question is, will Michigan finally have a player, not specifically a receiver, a player break 100 yards receiving this weekend at Maryland? My answer is yes, it will finally happen. Brandon, what say you? I'm going to say no because I need to gain some points. <laughs> Gasp. Okay. Blindsided. All right. What, uh, what question do we have this week for the Lions? Uh, my question for the Lions is how many turnovers will the Raiders have? Okay, well, that means then that you have to be the first one to guess, so. <laughs> I'm going to say two. Going with the two. Um, I think I'll go with one. Huh? I, know, I know it's crazy, but I think I'm going to go with one. The controversy. 
That's uh, that's what you tune in for each and every week is the uh, hot takes and the controversy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay, I think um, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, there you go. That's our. Woo, excuse me. Preview episode for this week. If you ever do want to call and share your thoughts for a recap episode or a preview episode, please call before Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the voicemail number is 551-258-3276. Easy to remember. That's 551-BLUE-BRO. You have about uh, three minutes to leave a voicemail uh, and share your thoughts. We thank you all for tuning in. We hope your week has been well. We hope that the weekend, uh, you get to enjoy the weekend, and I'm hoping that the weather is better because I enjoy watching football that is not, you know, taking place in a swimming pool. And, yeah, I think with that, we will end, and we will see you next week. Go Blue. Yeah, and happy Halloween, too. Oh, that, too. I forgot <laughs> about that. Go Blue. It, it's Monday night, so, you know, that, that's the way it's at. Have a spooktacular weekend. Aha. <laughs> All right, now we're gone.